You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, it's Graham Trainer. Massey. Yes. And fans, we have a podcast. Download us on iTunes. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram for a direct link. Description will be read so you can figure out whether or not you think the show is for you. It is for you. The title. It, it is, is for you. you. What's the difference between a pickpocket and an umpire? What? One steals watches and one watches steals. Oh, okay. And they they both steal my money. Okay. You get that? Yeah, get that? yeah. I'm there. Uh, it's time. It's October. It's trainer, we've made it October. That means we can talk baseball. And guess who's in October baseball? That's right. The Rangers. They swept the and- Rays. Oh, you, you already know they've, they've advanced. Yes. Um, it's also full disclosure right now. Our monitor here at the <laughs> recording studio is, I wish everyone could see this. It's glitching and then occasionally goes black for a second. It gives me a little bit of a heart attack. This might be a miracle. This might be our miracle podcast if we can figure out what is wrong with this computer or work around the fact that things blacking out every five seconds and I can't see the screen giving me momentous amounts of anxiety since my schedule is now a little bit more packed and crammed since I'm now a family man. I need this freaking computer to work or you're going to hear me blow a gasket. And it's scary. Um, And speaking of blacking out every five seconds, what is this, my weekend coming up at ACL? What uh, what is the... uh what is the ACL? What tell? Give us, give we've us the, the baseball update. Got the, give us the baseball yeah, ba- update. I don't know what's okay. going on. All I know is that Rangers won in the lowest. Oh, sorry, I'm at Austin. No, so <laughs> in uh, lowest attended AC- game in baseball history or playoff history, you won in front of like ten people. Well, well hey, that was at the Rays. That's not my fault. No, those it's not my your people. fault. But the home those field. Are, of- those are your those are your your neighbor Floridians, Mister Alabama. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, maybe maybe it wasn't quite that hard to win in front of a oh, empty stadium. Oh, oh, I don't know. Like, um, aren't the Dodgers pretty good? They won in front of nobody in 2020. You know, does it matter? They, All right, they, they won in front there, of cardboards, yeah. Yeah, cardboard signs. Yeah. It does matter. And the Rays, actually, that's kind of funny. The Rays lost that World Series. They went really far, and they played in front of cardboard signs. And they played in front of nobody because they can't get any fans to their games. Never thought of it that way. Are they going to relocate um, to Nashville? I hope so. Or Mobile. I think the Mobile Bay, Bay Bears need to be replaced. So what they I was did, trying to they, say earlier. They, they, they moved the Bay Bears, so they're now the trash pandas of Huntsville, just by the way. Oh, that's right. I do like that. Um, so Mobile needs a team. Um, so ACL, that's Austin City Limits. There's also ALCS, which the Rangers are trying to win, defeat the Orioles, the number one seed Orioles, to go to so i was talking about blacking out every five seconds at the foo fighters concert this weekend okay that's not ba- that's not legit baseball yeah um anyway, wait we'll so foo, ba- foo fighters and who else we have a packed show but foo fighters are worth uh worth a small little segment here who's all playing at acl uh let's see the let's see the highlights we'll go alanis alanis morissette thank you india thank you china mm-hmm. we got a Sh- we got shania twain um we love, got some love of those- canada's shania twain yeah, we'll just we'll just yeah we'll just we'll, we'll roll with those for now. We don't want we do have a pack show, so I don't want to spend too much time on ACL. Okay, all right. Talk to me about the Rangers playing the number one Baltimore, the number one Baltimore Orioles. I thought I'd never say that in my life. The lowest 
Yeah, I don't know the last time. 1997. We talked about, talked about that a while ago. 97 was the last time I think they were one seed. And we use that as a critical number back in August. It was the first time since 97. They were still like the best team in the American League through August. Uh, lowest payroll in the American League East. Both the lowest and second lowest in the Rays made the playoffs from the AL East. Hmm. The Blue Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox payrolls are disgusting. Um, and the Yankees are bad. We could use some of that money. Uh, if they're if they're not going to make the playoffs, why can't we have some money for our new computer monitor? You know? Yeah, this is startling i'm startled shooketh might be a, a good way to put it all right so let's talk about the national league the braves gonna take it all braves are playing they're both playing they're both playing division rivals braves are playing the phillies which is fun and the diamondbacks are playing the dodgers so it's funny that both teams the diamondbacks i haven't thought about the diamondbacks the, since randy johnson since he killed a bird that's a long time he, they've, been, they've been they've been good since then okay here's a memory Bloop, blooper blooper to the outfield Diamondbacks win the World Series. Luis, Is that right? Lu, yeah, uh, Luis Gonzalez, two thousand one. Ask your grandparents. Oh, nice. See, see, I had I had a blurp of a memory there, just a little bloop. Yeah, and then we got Twins Astros on the other side in the American League. <laughs> Who cares? So we're actively rooting against the Astros. Tell me my allegiances here. We're rooting for the Rangers against the Astros. Everyone's sick of the Dodgers. I don't mm-hmm. have one feeling of the other about the Diamondbacks. We, and are we sick of Georgia having everything right now? Do we want to get rid of the Braves or are we rooting against them? I'm I could see Dawson be happy. The Braves don't don't bother me because when I was a kid, the whole talk of baseball when it comes to MLB was the Braves. It was Auburn, Alabama, and the Braves. Mm-hmm. And besides Georgia as besides yeah. Georgia having too much too much to cheer about, <laughs> I might start rooting against the Braves. Yeah, why not? Let's root against the great Braves. Well, I mean, they have Desmond Ritter. They don't have much going for them outside of the Braves and Georgia football. The Hawks suck. So I feel, yeah, I feel like the, I don't want Philadelphia to win anything. So I'm still going for the Braves. I'm hoping for Braves, Diamondbacks, and I would love to see the Rangers and the Astros and the ALCS. So we're kind of going for the Astros. Oh, okay. All right. Well, whatever works, whatever works. We can, and that all starts this weekend, right? That all starts this week in sports fans. Baseball is back, packed, folks. packed, packed show. It's blacked out. It's black men. Um, yeah, huddle? yeah. Let's get to the huddle. We have the huddle, then the Baker's dozen. Now it's we've been a month through the football season in both professional and college, depending on how you keep track of it all. Quarter a quarterly report, yeah. fiscal quarter. And yeah. I think we should maybe do that next week because we're starting to see who are, you know, pretenders and contenders for the for the most common phrase used when discussing football. Mm-hmm. I think we we still don't have a clear picture in the college football playoff, which is phenomenal. There's no one at the top. The cream of the crop has come down. The top tier teams have moved up. The ones that are not, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, those have all come down a little bit. The mid, mid top tier teams, does that make sense? Have all risen up. We're in for a hell of a college football season. Y'all better stay tuned to what's going on in college football because it's happening fast. Now let's get to the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you're stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. And then we'll get into this weekend's picks. I did really bad last week, by the way. Well, so. I was going to get into that. I was going to say, you said we don't really know what's going on in college football. I apparently do. Um, I okay. went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and one last week in college. I thought you were the college guy. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. I was really feeling myself. I'm gonna have to. Can huh. I? Can I go ahead and 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 rearrange my my four? I have Alabama, Michigan, mm. Notre Dame, and somebody else. Seminoles and Florida State. Seminole win. Are you? Oh, it was John Anderson? It was John Anderson who was playing in ACL. The um, I love that song. The <laughs> now I you have the first deferral, right? Yeah, I can block you. You cannot block me. It's a new rule. I I, I put it in our show notes. You didn't read that. I mean, you gotta What's read the, the rule? Describe the rule I'm to kidding. me and the yes. listeners. The waiver wire. No, there's no rule. You go ahead. What What do you want? You're gonna drop one of these teams. You're gonna drop your your Sam Hartman, your doppelganger. Yeah. You kidding? I'm, no. Yes. What happened? Your your balls drop off, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm not really sold by Notre Dame. Yeah, they came back and covered against Duke. They're not it's moving. Duke. Yeah. Uh, they're not so moving good. the ball as well as I would like them to. I still think yeah. they have a not a lot of resume builders. I mean, at Clemson, I I don't think has the, as enough punch to it as it used to. Um, Are you talking uh, about upcoming, like what they can do to yeah to like? Prove? I think the all the other teams might have that edge on them. I mean, it, we could be sitting Clemson here does, with you're a right, no, Clemson, with Clemson. Notre Dame with a one loss at, at the end of the season, being like, why isn't Notre Dame in? I think the lack of championship game, especially this year when yeah we have the Pac-12. And the ACC are the winners of those conferences. Probably will pick up a college football playoff spot, especially with Miami, Florida State, it solidly in the mix in the ACC. Clemson somewhere. I, I think I don't know if they're dead and buried, but they're really close. So Notre Dame, eh, I'm just not there. I really want to cheer for my boy Michael Penix at Washington. I think Oregon might be the better, well-rounded team when it comes to defense and when it well defense and big bodies. But let's just let's just roll with let's just what's it called? Let's just dance with the girl that you brought to the dance. Dance with your dates. Dance, dance with, with the, who you dance with who brought you? Who brung you? Dance with who brung you? Something like that. All right, give me Washington. I'm dropping Notre Dame. Give me the Washington Huskies, please. Update that because you said please. Although they didn't cover against Arizona last week, so they're a little bit on my. Told you. A little bit poop on list? my yes, thank you. The P the PL, the poop list. Um and we have That's a lot we, we have a lot to go, get we, into. But I just wanted if they don't show up, they're on your poop list. Um we do have a lot to get into. So okay, you said mid tier good. Is Notre Dame a mid tier good or whatever you said? A midi midi elite? What did you call that? Yeah, midi that? midi elite. Okay, immediately. That's a Notre Dame, right? I mean, they have. Okay, you asked a question. They do play at Clemson. They do have that going for them. Clemson's three and two. They're garbage. They are buried. Yes, dead, dead and bloated, like the like the Stone Temple Pilots once said. They got USC and Louisville uh, this weekend. Louisville. Um, I'd say they have. They don't have. Yeah, I don't think they have it since they've already lost. They did lose to Ohio State. Their 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 wagon is hitched to Ohio State's success, and if, if they win, yeah. Out, yeah, yeah, and I, I think Ohio State has but a golf. Notre Dame talk. We're gonna that's we're gonna bury Notre Dame because you dropped them not talking about them except for their game today. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the huddle, trainer. Uh, I already explained the segments, but go ahead and give me your good news of the week. Ooh, uh, uh, you want door number one or door number two? I all, door door number one. Sad Brittany Mahomes. <laughs> Is that because Taylor Swift? I can't believe we're talking about Taylor Swift. Is that because uh, I'm trying? I'm trying not to. I'm, I'm talking about Brittany Holmes. Is I'm I'm trying to see that I'm annoyed in the silver lining of having to see Taylor Swift on every Sunday night football game now. Um, is seeing sad Brittany Mahomes. So that's where I'm trying to like find the good, the make the lemonades 
the lemons turn the lemons into lemonade, like the the dance metaphor you made earlier. Yeah, and you know Travis and Patrick are just best buds. They probably hang out all the time. Yeah. And Brittany Mahomes has to be like, Oof. wait a minute, am I now hanging out with Taylor Swift? That's, this means I'm I'm not the celebrity for being married to the best quarterback right. in the NFL. And having his babies and having that contract. Because that contract doesn't mean anything to Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift's just kind of like, eh, I'm going to hang out with uh, Blake Lively and Ryan, Ryan. They're going to be in the booth. And now Brittany Mahomes is like, she's like a fifth wheel. Yeah, Taylor Swift looks at those contracts and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good physical year. Like, no, 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 no. This is a 10-year deal. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh? You're poor. Are you poor? Oh, I, okay. Well, good choice. Good choice. What's, uh, what's, number, what's, door number two. Yeah, thank you. Door number two. it's the Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we covered that. The Rangers. I would be stoked. I would be stoked if one of my teams uh, won a playoff game, you know? I think that would make me happy. Oh, your teams. We're not doing we anymore. You've just taken them overall. Just taken them over completely. Oh, no. I was being the hypothetical you. I mean, unless you want me to take the Rangers from you. Are you that soft? I can just reach out and just take the Rangers, a lifelong fandom? If they get swept by the Orioles, you can have them for the rest of October and feel how it, what it feels like. Good? No, nah, no deal. Rejected? Right, no fine. deal. All right. Good. You're good. Go ahead. Good news of the week is the celebrations in the NFL are awesome. Now, there's a caveat here. I'm not a big fan of the choreographed dances like we saw in the uh, great film Basketball where they're just like jumping around and doing the electric slide and stuff like that. That bothers me, but I did see Stefan Diggs grab two beers and slam them together like Stone Cold Steve Austin after scoring a touchdown. And I was like, well, that, that is electric, and I love that. Yeah, Stefan Diggs, I feel like he had kind of a tough offseason. He kind of like um, alienated himself from his teammates, so love to see that, especially for the Bills fans who are obviously Bills Mafia is going to want to see anybody do anything beer-chugging, beer-slamming related. Yeah. So I'm sure they're, they're all – it was a get-right get game. Um, they got they got right. I mean, it was, it was actually a funny. Go, I, I said I hate to interrupt you, but I would like to scale no, ahead, it down, ahead. scale down, get right game against Miami. I feel like that was a we're still here, we're the best team in the AFC East. Calm down, little brother type game. Yeah, that's what I'm. Well, that's what I meant. Just because they've come off, it's only because they lost that first game to a um, Aaron Rodgers leaves. Zach Wilson somehow keeps the Jets relevant and Josh Allen looks like a clown. And then like three games later, they look like, yeah, like you said, the best team, little brother, Noogie. So you know how I have that issue with like, I always pick teams that beat other teams and stuff. Yeah. Does that make sense? Where I'm like, Oh, Ohio State beat Notre Dame. So Ohio State beat Notre Dame. So there's no way that um, Duke could beat Ohio State. You know, I do it. The transit of the transit of property. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in the AL, uh, AL baseball, AL West Rangers, um, AFC East, <laughs> the Bills have beat the Dolphins, but have lost to the Jets. The Jets have beat the Bills, but have lost to the Pats. The Pats have beat the Jets, but have lost to the Dolphins. The Dolphins have beat the Pats, but lost to the Bills. This proves to me that I got to get rid of my transient, what was it? Transient Transitive. issues. Transitive. Transitive issues, yes. Um. I didn't follow any of that, but yeah, you should cut. They've that all out. beat each other. They've all beat each other. Well, it's the yeah. NFL. It's 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 the most. A lot of parody. Yeah, most frustrating game to try to be good at predicting. Also, my good news: we've already covered it, but it's October. Baseball playoffs, NFL, college football playoff, college basketball is coming soon. Towards the later part of the month, 
Yeah, um, 50, like 50 days without a uh, break in football. And um, Virginia's not ranked in the top 25. I'm confused. What happened? Well, they brought in Tony, Tony Musket. I'm forgetting the other kid's name, but I like the other kid. He was just like. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while. So <laughs> yeah, they, check, the, check the UVA box scores. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. They played Tony Musket last week, and I was like, really? Do we really want to do this? Can we go back with the other kid that didn't know anything and was just slinging around the yard a little bit? All right. Oh, dude. sorry. I meant, I meant UVA basketball. Oh, I've UVA already forgotten. basketball? Musket. I thought was like, Musket, was he a point guard transfer? I don't even. I can't. <laughs> I don't. I mean. On some of these college Not football games, I looked up, I looked up some of the QBs, and I got to stop doing that. Like went from Purdue to James Madison to Indiana. I'm like, oh my god, I can't keep up with the COVID year, and they have six years of eligibility. I'm like, I, I they transfer five times, I can't keep up anymore. Okay, yeah. trainer, give me your critical number of the week. Door number one, two, three, or four. Uh give just just do them in order. <laughs> All right, Geno Smith is 4-0, 4-0, 4-0 was the number. Damn it, I buried the lead. Or no, I spoiled. Against his write-off teams, 2-0 against the Giants, 1-0 against the Jets, 1-0 against the Chargers the last two years, which is awesome for him. Yep. Um, this one's going to this one's gonna confuse you, but it'll make sense at the end. 38th, 97th, 84th, 56th, 60th, 98th, 57th, 41st, 76th, 69th. Uh, no, I don't have any idea. I don't have any idea. That is Steelers offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, who I don't understand, who still has a job somehow. Those are his offensive rankings from Indiana, Wisconsin, NC State, Pittsburgh, Panthers, LSU, Maryland, and I don't even know what his rank is. Why does this guy have a job in the NFL as an offensive coordinator? It's, it, it, this perplexes me. Those are terrible, terrible numbers. Yeah, those are bad. The Steelers' offense looks really bad ever since Ben Roethlisberger uh, has left and Kenny Pickett has taken the helm. I don't know. Well, now I know Matt Canada's background. Yeah, I. It's it's confusing. Yeah. yeah, I'm confused. All right, let's let's skip the last two and just do a uh, 80. R.I.P. to Dick Butkus. Dick Dick Butkus, all time all time bear, bear legend. All right, you ready for my critical number? It's 130 million. Man, you are always bringing the high, the high contracts. Uh, Not a contract. Drew Holiday, Drew, Drew Holiday already get an extension with the Celtics. Well, Drew Holiday. Oh yeah, that's right. He went from the Blazers to the Celtics. Went from the Bucks to the and Blazers to the Celtics. Malcolm, Malcolm is now a Blazer. Brogdon. Yeah, I hope he's just cashing checks. I mean, he's going to be in a rebuild, rebuild, and he's been in the league for what five years, ten years. Oh boy, ten years. Has it really been ten years? Uh, yeah, can't remember. Um, yeah. He, hopefully, he just keeps cashing checks. Eight years. The 130 million is the amount of money that Pat Fitzgerald is suing Northwestern for wrongful hmm. determination after 17 years as their head coach over hazing allegations from football players on football players uh, hazing. This between Pat Fitzgerald and Mel Tucker. These are the two controversies that college football is hovering around, and it really is starting to get messy. In Mel Tucker's case, he released a letter. I'm not even going to get into it. But with Pat Fitzgerald, why $130 million? What 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 can be done in Pat Fitzgerald's case? He said, hey, they said they wouldn't fire me, but they fired me, so give me $130 mil? 
I don't know. So yeah, when I saw that Fitzgerald sues somebody for money, I was like, Larry Fitzgerald's pissed at the Cardinals? Wow. And then I clicked on it and I was like, oh, that guy, the hazing guy from Northwestern, Northwestern. He's only uh, 48 and he's been at Northwestern for 17 years. Northwestern, let's see, Michigan State, Ohio, Urban Meyer, Ohio State, uh, Harbaugh got suspended at Michigan. What What's the common denominator? The Big Ten is disgusting. Oh. He's a di- he's a dirty, dirty people. Big Ten, gross. Is UCLA or USC are they are they regretting this decision to leave the the, the beautiful pristine Pac-12 with oceans and eight, eight teams in the top twenty-five and Shadir Sanders and Dion? Are they regretting all of this? Like this is disgusting. I'm starting to get a trend here. Yeah, I just I didn't even notice it until now. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. It's gross. It's gross. That's I don't point. know what the end game is. I don't know what the end game is for Pat Fitzgerald. It's curious. All right, trainer, give me your. But I could the, the Virginia could use him as a head coach. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, whatever. Or, or Mel Tucker. Or <laughs> yeah, Mel Tucker. Just, yeah. Just cut it. Just cut his landline. Just in case. Uh, just in case we want to sell our soul, we could sell our soul. I would sell it to Pat before Mel. I think. Uh, all right, trainer, give me your stuck on this week. So mine was okay. Cowboys obviously bounced back. They beat the Pats. Uh, you picked the Pats last week. That was dumb. Was that a, was that was that a spite? It or was did you want the Pats to, to prove they were good because they're playing the Saints? So if the Pats beat the Cowboys and beat the Saints, that means the Pats are You're doing the, the transitive property game. Just slow down. Damn it. I think I think that I did well, I know that I did it out of spite just to spice things up, but I'm not picking against the Cowboys in very many games this year. They are legit bona fide good. Dak Prescott is hmm. good oh. at running that offense. I don't know. There's there's my stock right there. So I'm looking at a continue it, continue, continue it, continuity, continuity list. Um, year 2018 to now, NFC starters. There's only two teams with the same starter since 2018, and they get made fun of probably the most of the the quarterbacks in the NFC. Can you name those two? Uh, Dak Prescott and I don't know the other one. What is uh, he gets called the blank Kirk Cousins? <laughs> yeah, Dak Prescott. That's what I said. And Kirk Cousins. Oh, and one. Kirk Cousins. Oh, the two quarterbacks. Yeah. I got you. I'm and sorry. And they get made fun of. They're called each other. Uh, anyway, it's a pretty crazy list when you look at it. Carson Wentz to Jalen Hurts, Eli to Daniel Jones, Trubisky to Fields, Cam Newton to Bryce Young, Jared Goff to Stafford, Josh Rosen to Josh Dobbs. Um, yep. Yeah, I won't go through the whole thing. Drew Brees to Derek Carr, Matt Ryan to Desmond Ritter. list goes on. Um, yeah, it's – should I be – should I be um, – should I be appreciative? Should I be gracious as we get towards Thanksgiving? I don't know. Do you, how how bad do you how much do you love Mike McCarthy? I don't like him. Was he he was the coach then too? I don't know. I'm just trying to like figure out like if this if I've been reading this uh, wrong if I've been doing all this wrong and like being too angry at the Cowboys for not. I don't know. It might be just. Oh, I see. It might be just of years past of disappointment. But I think there's a reason. There has to be a reason to get excited if you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. We'll talk you. We'll talk you back into liking the Cowboys. I'm sure by the end of the show. All right. My <laughs> stock on is the Pac-12, and I'm going to list off some storylines here because they might be the most interesting conference in college football. Now the SEC has gotten more interesting since. Georgia has seemed to have a little shaky ground. It doesn't doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily as dominant as they were the last two years. Alabama with already one loss and the LSU with two losses. 
especially against Ole Miss, gives Alabama the high ground in the SEC West. But let's go through the Pac-12, and I got six storylines here, and I'm going to list them off. But let's, I'm going to have you comment on in, on all the ones that you find interesting. So this is something that we're paying attention to in the in the Pac-12. And it's not stuck on in a bad way. It's stuck on in a good way of like, hey, we should all be paying much closer attention to Pac-12 football. There are six teams in the top 25 all bunched up. Uh, Number seven, Washington. Eight, Oregon. Nine, USC. Thirteen, Wazoo and your boy Cam Rising. Fifteen, Oregon State. They dropped a little after losing to Washington State two weeks ago. And number 18, Cam Ward. Cam Rising is for Utah. Um and number 18, Utah, who lost to Washington State the other weekend. Is that right? Oregon State's still undefeated. I'm mixing up all my teams. Oregon State has lost to Washington State. Oh, Just okay. That. And Utah yeah. lost to Washington State. Correct. Oregon State. Oh, all the transitive properties. Okay. So that was my first storyline. So there's there there is the Pac-12. I think we're hopefully they don't cannibalize each other to the point where they don't make the college football playoff as in years past. Cam Rising the Utah quarterback has publicly come out about his knee injury in the Rose bowl last year. And I'm going to have, I've been saying that the PAC 12 championship flows through Utah goes through Utah uh-huh. with yeah. this bit of information. I'm going to have to change my take because can rising admitted that not only did he tear his ACL, he tore his meniscus MCL and MPFL, whatever that is. He blew up. His knee, and it seems like he might not play this season. He wants to return to the field, obviously, for this season. And the last year, the Pac-12 is in existence. But Cam Rising's knee is way, way farther away from being able to be played on. I thought they were going to try to make it to the bye week this week and try to play him next week. I don't think Cam Rising's going to play at all, and Utah's offense will be stagnant because of it. Yeah, I mean, they've been kind of stagnant with that. They lost Kincaid to the draft. Uh, yep. Obviously, yeah, I can't believe it. I didn't know he was so hurt. What is this, some sort of like, he's going to pray it away with the Mormons? Like, why is he just... Why is oh, he Utah been is famously in the church? not Mormon. Oh, that's... That's BYU, brother. I thought there was still a little... There's not a little crossover? They don't fight over <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> it's called the Holy no? War for a reason, I guess. All yeah. right, and we've talked about this a lot. <laughs> Washington and Michael Penix and Oregon with Bo Nix. Coupled with a couple of NFL-talented receivers around them, they are the teams to beat in the Pac-12. Number four, Caleb Williams might be better this year than he was last year. Yeah, he threw his first interception last week. I I watched that part of the game against Colorado, and he was just completely farting around, and that's when Colorado came back, which was good to see Colorado have, like, a life after they were down, like, I don't know, Broncos, Broncos, Miami Dolphins style. They're yeah. getting their, their ass kicked. They look like they're going to lose like they did to the uh, the Ducks the week before again. And then he he got cocky like USC did against against Texas and Vince Young once upon a time. Ask your grandparents. That that's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and that's my other storyline. Deion Sanders and Shador Sanders showing up against USC mm-hmm. when they look they could have had every single opportunity to to fold it all in, roll over and die. They showed up and were an offside onside's kick away mm-hmm. from having a chance to go and tie the game. I think it showed a lot of character by Shador and a lot of character by Dion to be under the bright lights for the second weekend in a row. Not the second weekend in a row, the fifth weekend in a row. And to be able to make that game respectable, and especially when it's all falling apart around you. It was falling apart around them, and they were able mm-hmm. to make this game 
a one-score game. Now, going back to USC, why in the world is Lincoln Riley's defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, have a job? He followed him from Oklahoma, and USC continues not being able to tackle just like the Oklahoma suitor of two years past. Alex Grinch must know where all the bodies are buried. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's the Matt Canada of defensive coordinators right now. That sounds sounds like he's had some bad statistical. I think there's something. It, it's always about like, wasn't there a thing with, uh, not to bring up UVA football when they were decent or mid, mid-tier elite or whatever, uh, Bronco Mendenhall, he was, he was asked to fire coordinators, and he just was like, no, I'm, I'm quitting instead of firing my coordinators. I feel like some of these coaches are just too – like emotionally involved or too buddy buddy. Like maybe Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Maybe he likes Matt Canada because he owes him gambling money or he just like has, you know, certain pictures on his phone. Or he's just like, I love this guy. I can't do I can't work without him. Make him make him a, a consultant, you know, like get him off the coordinator job. I feel like this is the same thing. Whoever this Grinch guy is, he doesn't he's obviously not performing as a defensive coordinator for two different programs. So um I don't know. Ask or get off the pot. Yeah, and, yeah. All right, last one because we got to mo- keep moving on. Washington State mm-hmm. is quietly having the best story in the Pac-12. They are left out of all the conference realignment, them and Oregon State, and they're currently 4-0 behind your boy Cam Ward. And they have the whole season in front of them. They have Oregon on the road. Then they have Washington on the road. They have UCLA this weekend on the road. So this story might crumble a little bit, but they've been quietly having – one of the most underrated storylines, not only in the Pac-12, but in college football, with the way they're having to exit all the major conferences uh, amongst all the uh, the realignment. Yeah, it's really interesting to see. I do like that like, the, these, these teams, Washington State and Oregon State, have been showing up a lot and like kind of being like that. Talking about like just laying down and saying like boohoo, we're be- we're in the Pac-12 alone now. Like they're at least like showing up. And obviously, Washington State's a top ten team now, right? I mean, Cam Ward's a top top five quarterback in the yeah, Pac-12. They're number 13. I mean, the Pac-12 is silly. They, there's 45, there's five teams, including Oklahoma, which is funny. They're the only non-Pac-12 team. There's five teams that have scored 45 plus points per game this year. Uh, USC, Oregon, Washington State, Washington, Oklahoma. And ranking wise, like I'd go, you know, in the country, Michael Penix, Caleb Williams, Cam Ward, Bo Nix. Those are, you know, th- four of the top yeah. Five or six, seven quarterbacks. And then you also have, um, damn it, who am I forgetting? Am Shador I forgetting Sanders. Anybody? You said Oklahoma. Yeah, Shador, Shador, yeah, Shador, yeah, Shador Sanders. And even, um, what's his name? Um, uh, not going to not gonna play at Clemson anymore. DJ. DJ <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, those guys are playing well. All right. Give me your quotes. Last question of the week, trainer. Oh, boy. Got to get back to my, back to my notes. <clears throat> oh, here we go. <clears throat> I said it. I take it back. I hope he stays 10 more years. What? I have no idea. Was that a a bad drunk impression? Drunk Urban Meyer? Uh, Drunk Broadway Joe. Oh. Uh, He regrets regrets, regrets pooping on Zach Wilson, the MILF hunter, because he said, Rodney Harrison said Zach Wilson's garbage, which was kind of mean after that game. After that game he played, he played very well, very admirable. But um, Broadway Joe, he's already eating his crow. And he's owning up to his drunk comments. Maybe he was blackout. Maybe and he doesn't remember saying. I'd be. I said. I said. What? I'd be shocked if he could eat anything with those dentures. All right, my quote of the week um, comes from two rep- reputable UGA football insiders. All right, you might know who they are. One goes by the name of Daniel Stelling, friend of the show, been on the show quite hmm. a bit, and the other is Daniel Quirk. I was texting with Stelling as Georgia was struggling with Auburn. 
And his quote was, Georgia will lose three games this year, starting with Auburn. Now, they didn't lose that game, but hmm. that just gives you a a little pulse, little finger on the pulse of the Georgia fans. So I, I, I immediately had to talk to my man Daniel Quirk, uh, owner, uh, owner and operator, one of the owners and operators of the bird down there south of Jackson. He said, "What if Georgia sucks and no one knows it knows about it until it's too late?" <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been have they not they haven't moved out of their spot, but if they had not won back to back college football titles, they definitely would have moved down by now. You yes. know, does that make sense? Yes, yeah. because they're losing first place votes now. They're a shaky number right, one. Right, right. They lost thirty something votes. Last week at number one, I think everyone is looking at Texas, Florida State to kind of fill that void. Uh, Ohio State's obviously got a great win. Michigan, number two, hasn't played a soul. So people people are kind of tuning into this. Now, let's take a little deeper dive into Georgia. Georgia's ranked 16th on defense. They're traditionally in the top three. They're ranked 16th on offense. They have struggled with SEC opponents, at least on the scoreboard. Yeah. <clears throat> now they played South Carolina and did whatever they wanted to do in the second half. Now they uh they beat South Carolina 24 to 14 and Auburn 27-20 respectively. Now there's two two scenarios in my head. UGA has returned Georgia's returned to earth after two years with Stetson Bennett, uh the last what, two years of his decade in college and he had a handle a complete handle on the offense, and now they're yeah. just taking a step back. Where the with Carson Beck, the the freshman, he's insufficient, and they will actually lose a couple of games because they've taken a, such a far step back on the offense and defense. Now they have Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss, and at Tennessee. Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss are all at home. Tennessee's on the road, and Tennessee stinks. I was wrong about Joe Milton. They might go three and one in that stretch. They might go two and two in that stretch. We don't know. The second scenario, which I think is the most likely scenario, is because UGA's schedule is so soft, and I mean so soft, they will have a chance to get better as the season goes along while remaining undefeated going into Atlanta, and you're going to see a experienced football team when they enter into Atlanta undefeated. They play only play four true road games this year, Auburn, which they won, Vanderbilt, which is obviously terrible. Tennessee, bad. That's a tr- that's a true road game. Is that a that's a Tampa Bay uh, Rays road game? What? <laughs> Vanderbilt. I'm oh just yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. And then Mid-tier. they play Georgia Tech on the road, who just lost to Bowling Green. Now I think Georgia has every single chance to get better week to week. I think the quote: "We don't know if they we won't know if they suck until it's too late." I think that is a scenario. But I think it's more likely that Georgia will be polished by the time December rolls around. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, there's definitely um, uh, Stetson Bennett, definitely less thought of as less talented than Carson Beck. Carson Peck? What's his name again? Beck. What's his, what's my name again? Um, I mean, yeah, Brock Bowers is considered like the best player at his own, at his position in all of college football almost. He might be, he might be the best. The Caleb Williams of tight ends, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, he might be the yeah, best guess, offensive weapon in the in the country. Yeah, they've got enough. They got Kentucky this weekend. Kentucky's, you know, they're good. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, Missouri's better than expected. They have enough tests coming up. A bunch of bunch of mid tiers, not even mid tier elites. Maybe Ole Miss sneaks up in the mid tier elites. We'll see. Tennessee and Missouri. Uh, Missouri's over overly impressive. Tennessee's underperforming. 
Um, I could definitely see them just kind of being battle tested and just whizzing through this schedule, maybe keeping a few of these close. They got to play Florida, obviously the cocktail game and Florida's not bad. So I see where you're coming from. Florida just got waxed by Tennessee. No, no, no. No, Tennessee just got waxed by Florida. Yeah. 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 I don't see them. You're right. There's no, there's no game unless Joe Milton and Tennessee gets it together and shows something different in five weeks at Knoxville and November 18th. Yeah. Damn, $309 to go to that game? Good Lord, ESPN. All right. Stop give, selling me. <laughs> give me. Give me your go to the week, trainer. <laughs> I put um, Baker Mayfield, but I want to piss you off. Um, so I put Shadur Sanders. Just second. go ahead. So, go ahead with Baker Mayfield because it's interesting. Go ahead. Okay. He's, he's, um, he's a good redemption story for now through week four. <laughs> so as the, as the, uh, at the time of this recording, <laughs> Baker Mayfield is playing very well. He's clicking with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, defense still has a lot of old vets on it from left over from that Super Bowl. Um, yeah, it's, it's the Buccaneers are definitely the surprise. I thought they'd be the worst team. I thought the Panthers would play better mm-hmm. than a young team with a rookie quarterback. I thought the Falcons would be about as good as they are, but I thought Desert Ritter wasn't total dog crap. And I thought the Saints were really good. So I'm I'm impressed by Baker. My other one's Shadir uh, Sanders, unless you want to talk about Baker. I didn't think I you do. wanted to. So I do want to okay. talk about Baker. Uh, Baker Mayfield <laughs> is an it's ongoing story, so we haven't seen the end result yet, but the plot goes something like this. He is an outlier when it comes to QBs that are drafted high, that have a lot of expectations around them, that go to their second team, and in Baker's case, his third team? Fourth, fourth. Fourth Panthers, team? Rams. Yeah, sorry, Browns, Panthers, Rams, Bucks. Yeah, uh, the other one in um, that's ongoing right now is Jared Goff. He was drafted high by the L.A. Rams. Second overall? First overall? First overall, head of Carson Wentz, who's already pretty much out of the league. So he's over – he's played well above that expectation. And it's, he's only on his second team, which is also very good that he's, you know, over – he's performing well as a transfer portal uh, NFL guy. And when it comes yeah. to that, when, when it comes to that, when it comes to NFL GMs picking a quarterback high, they do not have a great success rate going to their second team. A, probably because they weren't good enough to start for their first team. If you get the guy, even if he's a shade, a shade of resemblance of the guy, for instance, Daniel Jones, he had one good season, got paid a bunch of money. There are like they're so desperate to be solidified at the QP position. If you move on from another team when you're highly drafted, the success rate is near zero. But Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, and Baker Mayfield are just Baker Mayfield, why is he, there's no reason for you to be good? And he is. He's right now, he's getting it's very funny. He's getting, um, what am I trying to say? Praised for his attitude, for his moxie. Oh, look at Baker Mayfield. He's got moxie. He's talking trash. That was the same thing that you hated about him when, when mm, he was, mm. when he was losing. Mm, mm, what? Mm, mm, mm. what? What? How many, how many, how many commercials is he on now? That's a good Zero. point. That's a good point. We see Baker Mayfield's face. Cocky commercial guy. Josh Allen was on a bunch of commercials recently, and he played poorly in week one. I don't like Josh Allen anymore. What the hell is he doing on to my television if he's playing like crap? Like that's just what how people are. All right, all right. Good point. My that's my theory. Sorry. That, I like that. I like that. But anyway, we beat the horse to death. Baker Mayfield's good, and I hate it. Uh, my go to the week was Josh Allen. 
Uh, he started <laughs> off 0-1, and, and then he's racked up probably averaging Ooh. around 40 points. Beat the Raiders, the Commanders, and the Dolphins. None of them were close. The Bills' defense looked like they're taking, getting ahead of steam as well. Let's get into the Baker's dozen, trainer. Yeah, no, quickly, uh, funny you said beating the horse to death because the Oklahoma Sooners mascot is a horse. That's where Baker went to college. Uh, Shader Sanders, quick quick second. Not, well, there, there's a wagon attached to horses or oh, vice oh, versa. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Shader Sanders uh, was asked about – um, something which is hilarious. I just, I can imagine this old person going, Hey, Shani, what do you, is it a moral victory? And he said, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, I believe him. He doesn't know what a moral <laughs> victory is. Like, shut up, boomer. Like, we just lost. I'm happy we, I played well, but we lost to USC still. So, anyway, that Shador Sanders grew up in a household that was ruled by Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. You think Deion Sanders ever uttered the word moral victory? Mm, no, no. No, either win or you lose, according to Deion Sanders. So that's that's the way that goes. All right, the Baker's dozen trainer. We're gonna go through them. We got about fifteen minutes to do this. We still that much time. I'm excited. I was worried. I I don't have a uh, a wild card yet, but maybe we'll get there. All right, I have one. I have one. I think I have one too, and it might be it might be TCU yeah. again because <laughs> I'm just well, riding riding their demise hard. Do I take over as college guy now because of my record? No, don't. Easy, easy, easy. All right, 5-0. Right, and oh, This is where you wanted to start down there in Laramie, Wyoming. Fresno State, 5-0. and oh, mm. Favored mm. by six points at the Wyoming Cowboys. They're 4-1. and one. Their only loss was against Texas, 35-26. to 26. Wyoming gave Texas a little bit of a scare. Fresno State is 3-0 and oh in Laramie since joining the Mountain West. They have a USF transfer, and Mike, Mike Keen, Mikey Keen, lose the Y, Mike. That is a childish name. He's got 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns against four interceptions. Jeff Tatford has the Fresno State Bulldogs back in the top 25. They have been a good team over the last couple of years. Now, Wyoming, I looked at their stats. Andrew Peasley is, is in his sixth year of college football. Um, they are – well, uh, well rounded on offense, but that's just because there's no standout stars for the Wyoming Cowboys. Now, mm. their offense okay, but I think Wyoming's defense is where the key to this game is. Can they slow down Fresno State? I'll <laughs> let you. I'll let you lead, trainer. Who's going to win this game? I thought. I thought. <laughs> I thought you said Mikey Keen. I thought uh, he's got a ridiculous picture. He looks like Mark Sanchez on uh, hallucinogenics. If you get the if, kids, look it up. It's hilarious. <laughs> I thought right, you were saying. Right. He, I thought you were spelling saying he spelled his second letter I with a Y, like Mikey with two Y's. I was like, oh my god. No, um, I, I respect Mikey. He's just a Mikey. college kid. Mikey. He's just a kid. Hey, Mikey, he go likes, out there and throw the football. He'll eat anything. He likes it. Um, I. I mean. Uh, who did you say the coach is? John Tafford from Bar Rescue. What was that? <laughs> Jeff Tedford. Just Tedford. Uh, no relation. Yeah, I mean, six p.m. Uh, kickoff local time. Is Fre- Fresno State? Are they going to be the um, the, the UCF of this season, where they get to the fifth seed and everybody complains and they get an honorary BCS title? On the, <laughs> the I think there's a chance. I think Fresno State's Their electric on offense. Schedule is so bad, and they could go undefeated. 100% San Jose State, New Mexico, San Diego State at Wyoming at 7 p.m. What, what are we, what are we, are we snowing in Laramie yet? No, That's no, but it might be cold. 
It might be cold. It's going to get um, cold. It's going to get cold when that sun goes down. It's warm during the day. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get cold I, I, when that sun goes down. What was that? What was that spread? Six points. No, I like Wyoming. Man, I thought you were going to go Fresno State. I was going to base it all on the altitude and it, it being cold. War Memorial Stadium is at 7,125 feet, the highest college football field in all of college football. I had a. I had an inkling for the Cowboys as well. I th- all right, I'll just do it. Fresno State goes in there and makes it 4-0 in Laramie. So you want the six points, or do you want to keep all of our listeners in Wyoming happy and just both uh, say they cover? All right. Yeah, you're right. Well, Wyoming covers, trainer. There, there you go. Nice. I like that political, a lot. I like that a lot. pick. All right, we're moving on. We're, uh, we're staying in the West here. Number 13, Washington State. They're 4-0. They're going down to L.A. where they play the 3-1 and Bruins. The Bruins are favored by 3.5. The only loss the Bruins had was a, a Cam Risingless Utah where they lost 7-14. to They scored late in the fourth quarter to make that, I was going to say respectable, but that score is gross. Both of them are coming off the bye uh, with wins against Wazoo. Excuse me, not Wazoo. I don't know why. Oh, no. UCLA and Wazoo are coming off the bye. Wazoo coming off the win against Oregon State. Now, Chip Kelly and UCLA have had some controversy at quarterback. Dante Moore has come in and won the starting job as a true freshman. Jake Dickert, the head coach for Washington State. Oh, my gosh. As Cam Ward, he has been electric. The last five meetings have been decided by one score. What say you, trainer? Where do you lean? UCLA favored by three and a half at home. I don't get it. They're they're not giving Cam Ward the points on the road. I know. Um, it's not like UCLA, UCLA has an electric atmosphere. UCLA is a good team. They're a good team. They did. I mean, at Utah, obviously, I do agree with you. The Pac-12 usually goes through Utah, and playing um, their the games at home there is difficult. Um, so that's the most battle tested, probably, a, well, Oregon state at home, Washington state, UCLA. Oof. We got to keep going, Ooh, dude. We got big yeah, games. Sorry. Uh, I'll just do it with Washington state, Washington state. All right. I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, yeah, I, I like Washington state more than I like UCLA. I just, I just have always not liked chip Kelly. I will take Washington state to cover that. All right. Down in the sec five and O Kentucky. At 5-0 Georgia. Georgia is favored by 14.5 points. Bob Stoops and Devin Leary don't aren't really clicking, although they did beat Tennessee 33-14 last year. Carson Beck, seven TDs, two interceptions. Brock Bowers, 400 yards receiving and three TDs on the season. They just come off a win against Auburn where they looked gross, 27-20. Now, Devin Leary, former quarterback at NC State, who had 6,000 yards before transferring into Kentucky has thrown 10 TDs and five interceptions. He is underachieving. Some say that he's bound to go off. He's due, as they say, for a big game. The UGA has sleptwalked this far. Maybe the Auburn game got their attention. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Georgia favored by 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that I totally agree with you. What we talked about earlier with Georgia, I've uh, been sleepwalking. They can still sleepwalk. 14 and a half. I feel like 14 and a half made sense last year. Yep. And I would definitely would have picked Georgia. I'll take, I'll, I'll stick with Kentucky two weeks in a row. I took them last week. I'll say Kentucky um, covers 14 and a half. 
Okay, I'll go on the opposite end, although I think you're right. Uh, does, does Georgia really have a home field advantage without how quiet that stadium is? They're still feeling themselves. Kirby Smart They're, Braves games. Have They're all Braves games right now. That's, what, that's where they are. Now, they, they Georgia should beat Kentucky, who's struggled at the QB position thus far this year. I don't see whatever, whatever. Georgia 14 and a half. Let's get to another SEC big game. Alabama, 4-1 and one with their only loss against Texas. They're ranked number 11 right now at Texas A&M. Surprisingly unranked. They're 4-0 with their only loss against number 17, now number 17, Miami. Both these teams lost to good teams. Miami, I'm considering a good team and is in contention for the mm-hmm. ACC title. The fact that AP is not drooling all over Texas A&M like all the years previously is baffling to me. Jimbo Fisher, Bobby Petrino, uh, their starting QB got hurt. Connor Wigman is injured. But Max Johnson, do you remember Max Johnson, where he's been? Max Johnson. Mm-mm. He played for LSU. He transferred from LSU and got the starting job at Texas A&M and, and lost the season, lost him to the season with an injury. He has plenty of experience playing in Alabama. Texas A&M, last time they played Alabama at home, they won on that field goal. Do you remember the, uh, let's go, let's go, hubby? The the kickers <laughs> the kicker's wife where he hit the kick yes the kicker's just, wife she just bailed over the side of this of uh, the uh, I don't know railing she was like oh that's so great I got I got to go find him and just jumped on the rails I got to go get my man so Mac Johnson my point is he's got plenty plenty of experience in SEC environments he's going to be at home I think the keys to this game will be limiting Jalen Milrow's mistakes last last week Jalen Milrow you know how many passes he threw. Five? 12. 12. <laughs> through 12 passes. Um, the offensive line is still struggling. I think with the ability for Jalen Monroe to have designed QB runs, it really helps their offensive line establish the run. Now, if he can get past Texas A&M's dominant, dominant defensive front into their secondary, that's where you're going to see some weaknesses on the Texas A&M front. And the key to the game here is Texas A&M's defensive line and how disruptive they can be against Bama's weaker offensive line. Now, Bama's defense has started to make a case to be a top tier in the country. Can Bama somehow get to Texas A&M's second level and be able to control the clock, run the ball? I see this as a low-scoring game. Bama and the points, which is one? One point, Alabama. Yeah, over-under is 46. I know you like that. Um, That's all. That's not many points. Last Al- week, Alabama scores 25 points they win. A&M gives up 96 rushing yards a game. That's really damn good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the, that's the only reason why I'm even looking through all these stats and saying A&M has a chance is that one right there. Wiggum's out. I'll go to Alabama. Coward. Nope. Didn't take the bait. All right. Moving on. Number 10, Notre okay. Dame. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I've had it. All right. All right. Uh, number 10, Notre Dame at Louisville. Uh, Louisville is undefeated at 5-0. Oh. Notre Dame had a tough loss with 10 men on the field playing Ohio State, and they uh, they ran right where that offensive defensive lineman should have been. So Notre Dame has one loss against a good Ohio State team. Sam Hartman, Marcus Friedman, they kind of got things rolling. Marcus Friedman a little bit quieter in the last two games. Uh, in compared to his first three, um, he's now Sam Hartman 
struggled against Louisville the last time they played. He threw two pick sixes while he was at Wake Forest. Louisville, do you know who Louisville's quarterback is? Is it Jake Plummer's son? <laughs> no, it's, it's Jake Plummer of no relation. He played at Purdue, transferred to Cal, transferred Jack to Jack Plummer? Jack Plummer's not Jake's son? I know, right? Oh, Massey, I needed I need a, I needed a better story. Last week, I found out there's another Etienne. Oh, we okay. got a lot. We Sorry, got a lot go to go. We got a, a lot to go. I, I know, Jake, I know. Jake Plummer, fourteen hundred yards, eleven TDs. Louisville, or excuse me, Notre Dame is. Uh, I forgot to write down the the spread. Mm-hmm. Six and a half. Notre Dame, six and a half uh, points on the road in in Louisville. What say you? Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, Sam Hartman, corny that he stayed on the field to shake the Duke quarterback's hand, or uh, like for the cameras, I'm handsome, or was it you know genuine? What do you think of Sam Hartman? He's your boy, right? I think that Sam Hartman. I think all QBs shake hands in midfield. No, no, no. He stayed like until he got out of the the injury tent last week. You didn't oh, see that? Oh, missed it. Sometimes I mean, it's just people are so cynical. I, I thought it was cute. Um, let's go. Pass yards allowed. Louisville gives up kind of a lot. I'm gonna go uh, Notre Dame on the road. All right, we got three minutes to cover the rest of this game, the rest of these picks. You said 15. I said 15, 12 minutes ago. <laughs> Number 23, LSU, they are 3-2 and two and somehow remain in the top five. I'm going to take uh, – sorry, Notre Dame at Louisville. What did you say? Uh, Notre Dame. Okay. Um, I, I think so, too. Louisville is is too, too green at the skilled positions. Number 23, LSU, Ooh. they're favored by four on the road at Missouri. Missouri beat our darlings, Kansas State. They are 5-0. and oh. Jalen Daniels is in contention for the Heisman despite the despite his record with 1,700 yard, pass yards, 16 TDs. Now Brandon Cook, Missouri's quarterback, is nothing nothing to scoff at. He has 1,500 yards, 11 TDs, zero interceptions. Both these quarterbacks are playing lights out. LSU's defense is absolutely abysmal. I think Missouri covers this spread, trainer. Ah, oh, damn! I don't want to pick LSU, but I will. Fine, four points. Four points. I got they went by four points on the road. Uh, Missouri. Uh, yeah, I feel like Missouri has not had to cross anybody quite like. I mean, we, can't, we love Kansas State. We love them as a show, but no, I'll I'll, I'll take LSU. You you bullied me into it, but I like it. Number twelve, Oklahoma, five and zero versus number three, Texas, five and zero in the Red River Shootout. Texas is favored by five and a half. Do we need to go into the stats between Quinn Ewers and Sarkeesian? No, they're lighting it up. Brent Venables, who is a absolute clown in my opinion, has got Dylan Gabriel, his QB transfer from another Power Five school in Florida. He's got sixteen hundred yards, fifteen TDs, four t- rushing TDs, and two interceptions. What? I think Texas is on a mission. They have bigger aspirations than the Red River Shootout last year. That was their entire season. They beat Oklahoma forty-nine to nothing. Almost hung a fifty burger on them. I think Texas rolls in this game, outdoing Oklahoma. God, this game is always so close. Uh, the last seven or seven or six years, the team wearing white has won. Oh, so I wish I knew that right now. I don't know that at the moment. Why do I want to punch all these quarterbacks in the face? They those punch. Dylan Gabriel has the most punchable face. So did the guy from Missouri. Um, anyway, uh, I'll take I'll take OU to cover because I want to I want a uh, I want I want to shoot out and I want them to uh, only lose by four. All right, my wild card this week, Kansas State is favored by 11 on the road at Oklahoma State. I'm taking Kansas State to cover that spread. Ooh, uh, you got me quickly on that one. Who did you have? Kansas State, minus 11 at Oklahoma State. Gundy is trash right now. He is, he is trash, but I'll take the points. Thank you. I wish we could discuss this further, but this is the biggest game in the NFL slate. Dallas at San Francisco. San Francisco favored by three and a half. 
uh, both teams playing really, really well? Uh, give me the Cowboys. All right, give me the Niners. Uh, no, two and two New Orleans at one and three New England. Two straight losses for the Saints at Green Bay and the Bucks. Derek Carr's a sprained AC joint. This is a pick 'em. Of course, I'm going to choose Nola, but I am worried. You're gonna, okay. Um, God, are they going to play? Are they going to play Zapier or whatever his name is? Zapier? Yeah, might be. That might be a Zappy game. If it's a Zappy game, I'll just yeah, I'll just roll that Pats win. Baltimore minus four at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's terrible. I'm taking Baltimore. Although, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep fading Pittsburgh. Baltimore minus four. Lamar Jackson. They're a little banged up, but he's still their leader. He's still doing well and winning games. This has got to be the Matt Canada like gets fired game. So I'd say I'm gonna I'll stick with the Steelers to cover this one. Houston at Atlanta. I love C.J. Stroud. He is good. I think Houston covers this spread. Minus, minus one and a half. Is this in London or am I incorrect on that? I hope not. <laughs> uh, this game is at noon at Atlanta. Um, I'll, I'll take the Falcons at home. Kansas City, three and a half point favorites at Minnesota. I think Minnesota's not good. I'm going to choose Kansas City all day. Minnesota after that. God, the Chiefs look so bad against the Jets, though. And Zach Wilson outplayed him. Kirk Cousins is going to outplay Mahomes, the, the battle of the quarterbacks from Netflix. Let's go, let's go Vikes. I'm going to really just we, – we stacked too much. We stacked too close together on the college stuff, so. We did. We did. Also, I think Dallas and San Francisco deserves way more time to discuss than we had credit, so maybe we'll discuss them next week. Sports fans, that's all the time we have for you. We're going to do the, keep doing the Baker's Dozen, but maybe we get bogged down in some of the bigger games. We'll put them towards the top before we're talking about the altitude and its effects on the Fresno State Bulldogs. So we'll oh, clean The Cowboys do what they do. They lose to crap teams and they beat good ones. So, you know, that's what's going to happen. And they're going to lose this, the Niners in the playoffs. <laughs> Sports fans, that's all the time we have for you. That's it. <laughs>